two girls and some thoughts coming back. Coming that word back drives me nuts. We're here again. I like we're, that. We're ready. We're ready to record again. We're ready to talk to you again. I have a great idea, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. I'm sure I'm the original inventor of this idea of what I'm about to talk about, but hold on to your socks for original. Hold on to your socks. <laughs> Holding on to my stirrups. Right uh, <laughs> Got them hold. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, speaking of stirrups, I have to insert this real quick. Our organization just redid their dress code. And as they were reviewing it, they realized that they still had stirrup pants <laughs> or an acceptable dress pants. Stirrup pants. Maybe they'll come back, though. Pants? But maybe, maybe they'll come back. We have a much looser dress code now. It's just like, use you know, your best judgment in getting dressed in the morning. But it was just very funny that that was still, like, somebody had to confirm or deny whether stirrup pants were acceptable. I'm sorry. Those are those are a little too stirrupy. I have to go ahead and ask you to go home and change. Can I see the horse that comes with those stirrup pants? Do you have riding oh boots? God. So funny. Um, yeah, so last week, last episode, Annie and I were talking about the five habits that don't have anything to do with diet or exercise. And the one on there was to quit a bad habit. Yes. And this has been a very, something about that. We listen to our own. I listen to my, you know, I, listen, I get just as much out of this recording with Annie as you do Amen. listening yes. to me listen to Annie. So um, the concept of quitting a bad habit, it just kind of got under my skin because I talked about on that episode, Annie always is the one to motive, to like initiate when are we recording next. And I have a terrible habit of being like, I'll get back to her when I go to work and I check my schedule and I see what else is going on. And this last, like that really, I hate that part about me. I hate that behavior. I hate that I am terrible at texting people back. So the last couple of weeks, I have sent more text messages, more emails. I have followed up with people quicker. I yeah. have done things right How now. How do you feel? I feel good. And there's there are things that I would still not have done because I feel there's some, I don't know what the power struggle is or what the thing is in my mind, but if I, the rule I've been using is if I, not even the, this is going to sound terrible. I don't dread texting you back. I dread committing to recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like if it's a commitment or if I don't have the answer right away, I dread texting people back or well, messaging people issues. back. I do have commitment issues. See, three years ago when my husband asked me to marry him. <laughs> so this concept of as soon as you feel dread about doing something, to do it immediately. Mm -hmm. This goes to moving laundry. Cleaning the bathroom, texting somebody back that you don't know the answer to their question, or it's a commitment of like, hey, when are we getting drinks next? Instead of being like, let me get back to you, it is uh, make a decision now. This We've talked about uh, Mel Robbins' yeah. five-second rule in the past. What a wonderful concept. But if you applied that not just to getting out of bed in the morning, but to decisions that you have to make, if you make a decision in five seconds, can you commit to something or not? It is so much more courteous to everybody around you to just respond. Jesus, like the number of messages I have left unresponded to because I'm like, let me hem and haw over it for nine days. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm the opposite. Mm. I have uh, a little bit of, I don't like to use the word OCD because it puts you in a box and I don't have OCD. But what I have is like, I don't like to see notifications. I don't like things hanging over my head. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I keep moving forward, even if it's the wrong answer, I'll figure out the right one faster. If I sit on it, I'm sitting in like swamp water where you're never growing, you're never getting anything mm -hmm. from it. And then I overthink 
everything. So if I can react, I have a really good instinct and I have a really good gut that I do trust myself with. Yes. So if I can react off of it, am I going to make mistakes? Hell yeah, I'm going to make mistakes. Right. But if I can move forward, then I will. And I have double booked myself sometimes by doing that too fast or committed to something that when it gets to that point, I'm like, why did I commit to this? Damn it. But it's much less happen. likely. But then I don't have anything. To me, it gives me anxiety, mm-hmm. anxiousness mm-hmm. to have things weighing over my head or somebody waiting for an answer from me. Yes. So that's why I just answer them yes or no. And, you know, sometimes I, most of the time I win, sometimes I lose. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, yeah. for sure. The, the dread... For some reason, the dread is more tolerable to me than having to actually make the decision. But it just it starts to become a bad habit mm-hmm. of just tolerating all of this anxiety and all of the dread of whatever. So I have texted people that I had questions for that I was not necessarily afraid to ask, but I was more so concerned about their reaction to my question. I have followed up with freelance clients way more persistently over the last couple of weeks instead of just being like, good, I don't have anything to do for them because they didn't email me back yet, so I'll just let that one sit and simmer. Being much more assertive, much Mm -hmm. more aggressive, if you will, about my approach to working with people, working with clients, it has been game-changing for me. Game-changing. I know! And I don't know how long I'll be able to keep it up. I am assuming forever. You're going to to now because you feel good. Forever. It's like eating, you know, like once you take out weed and flour... You never really, barely do you ever hear people say, I now can't stop consuming wheat or flour. <laughs> right. It's like going to the gym. Once you get into a good gym routine, mm-hmm. it's easier to stay in that good gym routine. Like, I thought about that when you said that. Like, a lot of people talk themselves off the ledge. They get anxious about going to their workout. Oh, God. That's why people that work out in the morning are the most successful, because you get up and you go in. You don't have a conversation with yourself about it. But... Like the famous saying is, I've never regretted, I, I regret this workout, says no one ever. Mm-hmm. Because you don't. Ever, when you're done, you never regret it. And it's the same principles go for what you're talking about here. Yes. So as I've been doing this, I've been taking a little bit more of an inventory of my performance. So I hold myself to a pretty high standard in my professional life. But my personal life, like how much laundry am I getting done? How much, how like... Are my clothes put away? Like, how messy my room is? Crap like that. Like, those things that I just keep procrastinating on. I've, I want the concept that I had, which is my super original one. You can put my name on it, which is not original at all. But the concept of measuring your performance like you were a business. Like, your personal life was a business. Your personal life like your profession. Yes. If every text message you received was a business opportunity or was some sort of personal opportunity... What would be your customer service response rate? Like you see that on Facebook. If you're like going to message somebody a question about their business, and it says very responsive, usually responds in an hour. I mean, what would be your measurement of response? Mine would be horrible. Nobody would want to ask me a question on my social media site. So as far as like the performance of my customer service, I this last week it has improved greatly. But up until then, I was very unresponsive to text messages, and it sucks. Um, same concept kind of goes for meetings. If you have things that you want to commit to, that you want to do more of, are you holding yourself to the same commitment that you would if it was a weekly meeting or a three times a week meeting with your team? If somebody invited you to come to the gym or come to the office or come to the meeting room, 
you would be much more likely to actually show up. We've talked about that a ton. Scheduling your workouts, scheduling your time, scheduling everything. You're so much more committed to it. And then thirdly, when's the last time you gave yourself like a quarterly review mm-hmm. on your sales, on your performance, on whatever you measure, um, whatever your whatever metric you want to use to measure your personal life, your professional life, uh, what would you give yourself for a rating? If you had to give yourself a performance evaluation like a supervisor, how would you do? This idea that your personal your, your personal life is so, like there's nobody keeping track of you. You're, it's a lot of free will. You mm-hmm. can do a lot. You can, you can respond no to the knows. text message if you want no to. No one knows either way. Nobody knows. So if you are unhappy or if you think you could do better, but you're just not, there's nobody monitoring you. It just, it leaves you too much space to like, Really let things slide and really let things go down the tr- down the tubes. I don't know. That's good so. How'd you rate yourself? Um, I <laughs> bad. So my um. So I, what's good? What's good? Let's talk about that. What's good? What is good? I would say this is. Good. You have it's a routine well. for Aiden. That's I do. Great. Yes, I do. But again, that's an outside source of requirement. Like I have to get my son up and take him to daycare to. every day. Yeah, you, you don't have to put him to bed at nine. You but don't you, have to feed him. You could have him drive through. You don't. You could go give him smoothies from... You totally good. <laughs> uh, That's the yes. thing. That's why I'm put, breaking it down. Because you also have to not get it twisted and know that there's a lot of things you do great. And there's just a couple things yes. in there that you want to change. I'm not a bad person. That's what I mean. Right. No, I'm not a bad person. The things that are good... I have a very consistent relationship. I have a really consistent, like, set of responsibilities with my mm-hmm. husband. Like, I get Aiden up in the morning, Tyler puts him to bed. Yes. We have his laundry clean. We pick him up from daycare every day together. We drop him off. We're really, like, involved parents in yeah. his life. And it's a very much so a team effort. That's mostly due to the fact that we carpool to work. So, it just happens that we be, we're we didn't have to do that together. Either. We don't. But I like to be chauffeured yeah. around so I can so answer emails on the way to work. So do I. I just like to be chauffeured around. Yes. It's, I don't want to drive. I don't, I also, it's one of those things. It's like, I can't expect to be chauffeured around and then also tell you that you should be in the other lane because it's moving faster. Like that's been personal growth of mine to just be like, we'll get there when we get there. I don't Sometimes need you to... want a little Bailey's in your coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I'm totally kidding. So, that's gross. Yes. So, um, my attendance, my customer service response time has been very terrible and it has gotten better. That was a good review. My quarterly review of um, my per, my personal goals and my progress along them has been pretty poor as well. My personal, professional life, so my freelance work that I do, um, I would give it like a middle of the ground. I would respond back to things that were sent to me, but I wouldn't really take the assertive approach to moving things forward. Mm-hmm. And that changed this last couple of weeks too, where I was just on, on, on all the time to make sure that we're moving forward and taking the responsibility to keep the forward progress going. So that was a much um, different approach the last couple of weeks too. But me, this is a subject that Annie and I aren't going to agree on because she's got to not, not agree. We don't see, we don't have the same approach to life because Annie runs a business and she doesn't have the luxury of just being like, yeah, I'll get to it. My paycheck will come no matter if I respond to that email or not. Like you know, It's funny yesterday, Chris and I were talking about, uh, we, we have a CEO meeting on Wednesdays and we were breaking down um, like bills and what had to happen. And it's just like my, we needed this certain amount of money. We have it, but we try not to pull from certain, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like a game to me. Yes. And I got it. 
yesterday. <laughs> I was like, yeah, give it to me. I got it. Hold on. I'll sign this person. I'll get this person. It's like, that's what you need though. Yes. Yes. But I didn't have time to think because he wanted to write one of our employees a check by the end of the day. And I was like, perfect. Like I'm good like that. It's but like a challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then what I've learned lately is what's hard for me is like the opposite is it's hard for me to be more go with the flow mm-hmm. when and that sometimes is where the magic happens like I yes. can't embrace the moment today we ought to have a little family morning we try we've been trying to do a better job because Chris and I both work Saturdays too so having at least Thursdays not working till 8 30 mm-hmm. and so we feed them and I'm like okay this is when I go do my makeup and then I do this and then I'm here and he's like there's like no family time <laughs> like right. you know and, and I could have just sat and Ben, and he can get his coffee when he gets his coffee, and my eggs could get done when they get done, and you know, it's like so. Then I missed out and had to watch my kids on Snap mm-hmm. instead of me getting. And I saw some of it, and we snuggled, and but I'm constantly like, okay, what's next? Okay, checklist. Okay, this. And what am I not getting done? Mm-hmm. How do I accomplish that right now? How do I accomplish yeah. things when I should be enjoying some a little bit of downtime? And when you're in that, same with a business, sometimes you miss the big opportunities. Because you can't just sit back, mm-hmm. analyze everything. You don't want to live life sitting back. But you want to take moments mm-hmm. and know that there's people that can do it better. And there's people that want to do it better than right. you can. You know what I mean? Instead right. of me being like, I'll do it. I got it. You got it. You and me? Look I at me. I, these are all opportunities for me to accomplish some shit. So yeah. I'll take that. Give me that. I want that. Give me that. Give me that. Yep. No, you put that down. I'm going to take that right now. Give it to me. I find that very hard, too, because we also run a business with our nanny, too, you know? Yes. And it is a fine line. Like, she gets in, and I'm like, okay, all the bottles are lined up. I folded all the clothes. I put the laundry. Blah, 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 they're changed. They're this. It's like, why the f- did I just do that? Right. Well, now, wants, what are you going to do all day? But she wants to. <laughs> That's what she wants to do. That's why right. she works for us. Yes. That's why but you it's like her. this need to, like, um, it's like, you know, boss lady. It's like that word, and mm-hmm. I hate it. You want to have all of your shit together all of the time. All the time. And you love that. But it's like, but I still have my shit all together. It just, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not going to go the way it's supposed to. It's, a, it's not quite the same thing, but if you are procrastinating and dreading and doing things all the time and you have all these things just rotting the back of your brain, your downtime is also not really that much downtime. There's a certain amount of guilt. That's a good point. And there's a certain amount of like, oh, I should be doing something else. Like it's almost naughty. Like it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like when you stay up past your bedtime when you're a little kid. Like you know you're not supposed to, but you're also doing something naughty, but it kind of feels good, but it kind of yeah, feels bad. Oh, yeah. You know you're going to be tired tomorrow. It's like if I have laundry to do that would take me, literally in my mind, laundry takes five hours. How long does it take to fold a lot of laundry? Seven minutes, maybe, if you're good at it. It's just like the fold I, a lot of and laundry. then I'll sit there and I'll do something else on my computer. Or I'll watch a show and I'm like, God, I, I like you just know if you did your well, did your dryer do this where it will dry and then it'll stop yeah. and then it'll start yeah. going again. Yeah, and it'll beep and you're like, and then it starts going. You're like, oh, okay, it's not actually done yet, even though it's done. It's just con- continuing yeah, to just tumble your load. But it's just. Yeah, like it's just laundry. dumb little games. It's an accomplishment. I love to achieve. I am an achiever. But I don't think I am motivated by, like, I don't have that kind of checklist in my mm-hmm. mind all the time. I'm not as organized as that, where I have all these things that feel good to just, like, put little tick marks next to. I'm not quite motivated by that. But it is an interesting concept of, like, if you overachieve, you don't enjoy your downtime. Mm-hmm. But if you underachieve, you also don't enjoy your downtime. That's my balance. That's why I believe in life. <sighs> 
I know. So Chris and I had to really though take that opportunity to treat our marriage like a business and people might disagree with me on this, but we really do. We have date night. We have a scheduled meeting yeah. every week. We have a scheduled meeting for dates and we have a scheduled meeting for marriage. Marriage, you talk about finances, you talk about growth, you talk about things that hurt, mm-hmm. that, you know, any, any of that. Date night is to empower, have fun, laugh, dream. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And we really had to be a routine. Like he and I always go to bed at the same time together now. I never used to. We've like grown closer through that. Mm-hmm. And we're very much like you and Tyler where we split the bill on the kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it, it gives you guaranteed get ready time or it gives you guaranteed like downturn time. And it's great. I know not knowing that I don't have to put Aiden to bed or I don't need to put Aiden into bed. It's frees up that little 20 minutes of time for me to figure out what I want to do with my time or like transition into that time to have that with his daddy. Absolutely. Tyler loves putting Aiden to bed and the things that he's taught him, like reading books and stuff at night when Tyler is gone or for some reason and I put Aiden to bed and it's just like Aiden, I'll say like read the chicka chicka boom boom book and I'll say chicka chicka and Aiden will go boom boom. Oh, my heart's melted on the floor. Oh, my God. It's so cute. So, yeah, we did have to take that approach to it. And then in business, we had to do the same thing because otherwise you can get really twisted really fast on like, well, I'm married to you, so you should do this. Or I'm married to you. You need to be nicer. And Chris used to always say, well, is this a meeting for our company or is this a meeting for our marriage? And I loved that. It's a very good question, though. I mean, in every business, too, you have financial meetings. Let's look at the register and see where the money's going, Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. And then you also have, like, big dream goals meetings. Like, that's very much so like a business. And relationships go, that's the same thing. How's your customer service skills? How's your meeting skills? Are you attending meetings with your spouse? Are you guys scheduling time to do things like be together? Last night, Tyler and I played a board game that he got for our anniversary instead. And... um, Instead of just, like, hanging out, watching TV or doing something else. Um, and that was really nice. It was, like, face-to-face time mm-hmm. where we weren't... I mean, we were building more as opposed to just, like, relaxing together. And that was great. And now it's on my to-do... It's on my list to figure out how to do that, like, once a week with him. Love he, he loves doing that. And that we don't... It's just so funny. It's, like... It's... Like, I talked about a couple episodes ago about... I'll wake up in the morning resentful that I can't go back to sleep. It's like, I want to feel like I have nothing to do at night. In my mind, that's the way I've always been. I've always wanted to feel like I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have any obligations when I get home from work at night, which is a dumb concept because it's so many hours wasted of me just being like, I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like something about being in college or being somewhere else. It was like always such a treat to not have anything to do. And now it's like, I have more free time now. I will have less when I have my next baby, but... It's just like this illusion of like, it's an illusion of I have nothing to do. Well, what good does that do me? What what am I really accomplishing through doing that? So, yeah, Chris and I just took a uh, staycation Mm -hmm. and we stayed downtown and it was exactly what we wanted. So we did an agenda. I do. People laugh at me because I'll write a date night email as well. And they're like, it's so serious. Or Chris will Google cow me. I, I can Google cow anything and it will get done. And I used to hate it because I was like, this is not romantic at all. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> ladies, it's very romantic when you come home and your laundry's folded because you Google called him yep. that it needed to be done. Yeah. Or whatever it is. It's nice. You get home and you're like, huh. So you play to people's strengths 
And so we did. We Kept had an them agenda. In their language. Yeah, for sure. So we went downtown about three o'clock. Our agenda was to do a little shopping, go to our wine bar. It's a great place. If you guys haven't been there and you're from Sioux Falls, love it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And then we walked over to Crave, the bar that's in our hotel, watched a little Final Four. I had actually made dinner in the room because we didn't know if we'd want to leave mm-hmm. the room. Went upstairs, had our dinner. I went to bed at eight. Our goal, we said from the start, was for us to get some sleep. And that's what we did. But because the expectation was already set, I didn't fantasize anything in my mind. Mm-hmm. We were laughing that I went to bed at 8. But I felt up, I felt, got up feeling great. You know, we worked out in the morning. Then we had our marriage meeting and coffee. It was quiet. And then we went home. And so it just felt like every single component was hit. And it's because we set the expectation from the start. And that's why I was trying to tell you in the beginning. Like, I think a lot of us get it twisted in our head that how good we actually are. And we choose to only, Rachel Hollis talks about it all the time, but we choose to only go to the bad and never go to the dream. Yeah. Because the dream is scary if you don't hit it. Or what happens if I do get better? Yeah. It's unknown. Do what, it's, is that committed for life that I now have to perform at this level? Exactly. For sure. The, the idea, too, that you guys communicate on a level where you both know what's going on is an incredible asset to your relationship. And it is something, if you feel like there's a disconnect between you and your spouse or you and your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, or even you and a friend, if you somehow can figure out an itinerary for the time you're going to spend together, it really relieves both of you of being disappointed in any type of thing in the relationship. It just, you both, getting on the same page is such a powerful thing financially, relationship goals, family goals, personal goals that you share with your spouse, all of these are amazing tools for you to feel much more clear on what you each other wants. Even it's when huge. we go on girl, like a girl's trip or we go to the yeah. lake, I'll send you an itinerary of the plan I have in place so that when you see it, you're like, well, I don't really want to do that. Awesome, let's switch that. So you're not sitting around. Nothing drives me more insane than sitting around and wasting time being like, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? Right. Well, I, don't, I don't know. And then all of a sudden you lose three hours and you're like, I didn't really get to do anything fun. Well, yeah, because nothing was planned. <laughs> So yes, this is to a fault where I'll be like, breakfast is, you know, I'm going to work out. If you guys want to work out with me, here's where we work mm-hmm. out. And, then, and the only reason I'm telling you guys is just to explain and to say, it doesn't have to be perfect, precise. And I am by no means perfect. But these are the tips that I've used over the last 37 years when I, you know what I mean? But like right. in my life to make me feel calmer. I've dealt with a lot of bouts of anxiety. I've dealt with a lot. So I've always had to play to the strength so that I can continue to be better to everyone and myself. Yeah. And those little things. That might not work for you and and Aiden. Well, that too. Aiden too. I would love to do that with my kids later in life. Like, all right, bud, here's a plan for the day. Right? Here's what we're going to do. Well, it's a great habit for them to learn too that days should be at least structured. And not just like... There's a daycare, right? Structured. Yeah. The, um, damn it, I just had another thought too. You don't have full days of, like, in the professional world, your whole day isn't meetings. You don't sit down and meet and meet and meet and meet and meet. You actually have time to do the work as well. There should be a good balance between having meetings, talking about the goals, having meetings, talking about the business and everything else, and then also doing the work, putting in the work, putting in the practice. Yes. Just simply saying, like, Chris and I would be like, hey, okay, we're going to go get coffee at 11. We don't know what comes from those coffee. He might write. I might be, uh, you know, like, might be listening to a podcast. We might be, like, not even engaging with each other. Mm-hmm. But we're just there together. Yeah. 
or the kids are there, or we'll say, okay, and then we're going to go for a walk in the park. And if it rains, maybe then that just turns into family time, and we're not going to walk. Yep. But because we've had something scheduled, it's now clear that this is the time that all four of us are going to be together. I don't know. It gives me a sense of If this calm. is sound enticing to you, scheduling things, it would be great to have a goals meeting with your spouse before you just decide to start putting a bunch <laughs> yeah, of shit on their GCAL. <laughs> Probably if, I want to tell yeah. them. Or not, then they'll just be like, oh shit, I gotta do all this stuff. Wow. This is, I guess, it's on my count. I guess it just depends on how your spouse is motivated. Okay. It's a great concept. It's a great way to feel like you're accomplishing things through the quarters, through the year of your life. So I'm excited about this newfound like, energy I have from actually just like requiring myself to continue to respond in the right amount of time, to continue to write goals, to continue to be motivated. But it's just, it was kind of a game changer for me when I realized like how disappointed I am in myself when I don't follow through on the things that I want to do immediately. So it was a great, it was a great podcast last time. Good job to us, to us, but (laughs) but hopefully that concept helps a little bit. The idea that you run your life like your business, if you're feeling a little underperforming, it's, it's in everything is within your control. How much you perform, how much you meet, what your goals are. Make them small, make them big. Make, do them both. It's, exactly. it's great. So that's my thought. That's my concept. Put it on the calendar. This is the day I thought of this amazing concept. Lit. I love it. It's the million dollar thought. Oh, where's the th- 10,000 books that have the same concept? Yes, doesn't yes, matter. Yes. Think about, think about every, everybody who's successful. They always say they didn't reinvent the wheel. They took a concept and they just made it their own or right. publicized it. Right. Like Rachel Hollis was just talking about this on a podcast I listened to, that she just went after who everybody wasn't mm-hmm. with the same concepts that they had. She just found the women that didn't believe in themselves. While everyone else was trying to find the women that did believe themselves and wanted to grow more. Mm-hmm. So she didn't take anything different. In fact, she was quoting Dave Ramsey and Tony Robbins a lot and saying, this is from them, and I yeah. use it a lot in my life. So I don't think we have to reinvent the wheel. That's a whole other topic, but that's a good one. The delivery of it there. is a very important part yes. of it. Yes. For sure. Use the system, make it your own. Hey, it's so good seeing you. I feel like this is the only <laughs> time we get to see each other. I know. I hate it. Two busy moms. It's true. It's true. You it's got true. a call you. We need, to have like a, we need to have a goals meeting. We do. Let's have a goals. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good week. Bye.